Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Pillars Under Podcast. I am so excited. I'm so excited for today's episode. Um, we are doing season two of When Life Happened to You. And before we get into what's happening today, I just want to thank each and every one of you yet again. I will thank you for the rest of my life for growing the Pillars Under community. Thank you so much for sharing, for telling your friends about it and encouraging them to listen. May we continue to grow. I truly, truly believe in that whole sharing is caring um, thing. So yeah yeah so on today's episode we are doing part two of when life happened to you featuring steve brown we started with his uh, story last week and just a bit of a summary uh what happened with steve brown is that you know he was born in in nigeria stayed there and then moved to south africa and you know as you're growing then you sort of want to be with somebody in your life he met a lady they were in a relationship for about eight years fast forward they decided that they're going to get married and one of the biggest challenges encountered in that marriage the marriage lasted for about three years and about eight months the biggest challenges was that every time when the lady had struggles or issues or they were fighting she would literally pack up her stuff and leave and i mean in a marriage that's usually not the greatest of experiences especially if you pack up everything and then you go and then you decide to come back so the last time this happened she was she actually promised that she's going to file for divorce and that was steve's last straw he did not want anything to do with her anymore now that you are talking the divorce um you know you've you've touched on the divorce aspect he just said no he cannot do this thing anymore and unfortunately at that time she was already pregnant with his child she knew he knew about it they both knew but the divorce um proceeding still carried on so there was a lot of challenges experienced if you want to know more about it you can revisit that 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 episode and um the last thing that that he mentioned to us was that things got so bad this one time that there were cops that were getting involved at every moment every time when he had to see the child there'd be cops and all of that stuff um but the last thing he left us with was that she left him with the daughter and was saying she does not want anything to do with them anymore so sit back and uh relax and just hope that you will enjoy the rest of um his story from today's episode yo so just like that you left with your daughter they, they're giving you that opportunity to stay with your daughter actually i was oddly sure. relieved because, okay. like I said earlier, I knew that raising a child would help me help. Okay, I see. So, I was relieved and truth be told, I was expecting this at some point. Okay. Because, a bit of background, and this would explain some things to you. So, with the lady, her mother left her when she was a baby. Okay. Left them, she and her siblings in okay. Switzerland. Came to South Africa, got married to someone else. Okay. Years ago, like 20 years Completely ago. Completely so. Exactly. And so, she, she, she grew up hating her mother. And I know this because I dated this person for years ago, yeah. so I knew the stories, I knew how she felt about her mother okay. and all of that. So, um, not, not necessarily from an angle of psychology, I'm not a psychologist or a soothsayer for that matter, but, but look, I knew she didn't have a motherly nature herself. Okay. So, and, and, and it might sound bad that I would, I would expect this, it's not as though I didn't want my daughter to have a mother, yeah. but it, sometimes it's better to not have a mother than to have a destructive one. I, I so agree. my, in quote, hope was that instead of being in our lives and being destructive the whole time, she would just leave us like her mother left her. Maybe oh, wow. 
I felt that was that would probably be the best chance to raise my daughter peacefully. Okay. So when she did that that morning, it was like, okay, here we go. I was expecting this sooner than I thought, but it's, <laughs> it's all good. Sure. So I was secretly happy for that wow. actually. Okay. Not because it's ideal, but I felt that would be the best opportunity to raise my daughter peacefully, yeah. as I said. So she said that that morning and threw the, the carrier at me the and Uber, said, yeah, I'm, done with you. Yeah, I'm done with you guys, mm. and then she left. Then anyway, my cousin arrived, couldn't find her, and all of that. And around 5 p.m., she ultimately went to get her cousin. Okay. And then okay. I hear a knock on the door, and, and it's her with the cousin. Okay. And then now she wants the kid to leave. And I was disappointed, I'm like, ah... I thought you were going for good. <laughs> I thought I'd have peace. Now you're back. I was at least. So I was like, no, but you said you're done with us. No, I'll keep the kid. You, fine, go. Okay. Then now that, that, okay. that became a fight because I was refusing to give the kid over. Yeah. Because she went to the police. And they came and they actually manhandled me this time. Like they oh, roughed me up. Oh, I see. Wow. She, she took the kid and they left. That's how. Yeah, because it's going to now look like you didn't want to. Yeah, well. Sure. Did you know about postpartum depression then? I I might have known the term, but it never occurred to me. And again, this is gonna this is gonna be me fighting against yeah, that. And here's why. The... Here's why. Look, a psychologist might might um, psychologist or therapist might know different. And in fact, in the court, at some point in court, I suggested this. Hmm, that you yes. might have been suffering from it. No, no, not that specifically, but I told okay. the courts, look, guys, and I'm very careful to say, look, I don't want it to sound like an accusation, like I'm saying she's crazy. Yeah. So here's what I'm saying. I want my daughter to grow up in a better environment here. A peaceful one, yeah. Yes. But there's constant beef. Maybe I'm the problem and I don't realize it. So I'm not saying she's crazy. I'm saying send both of us for an evaluation. Okay. Whatever the problem is, I need it fixed. You see, I love my daughter so much that if I could look into a crystal ball and see that in five years I have murdered this kid, I'd remove myself from her okay. to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. So my point was, I don't obviously I believe she was a problem. Yeah. But my point to them was, guys, I'm not pointing on an accusatory finger. I'm saying send both of us for a psychic bar. Let's the, find out where yeah. the problem lies and fix it. Because you might be her trigger. You might Who be knows? the one well, that's well, making her oh, crazy. Oh, 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 well, definitely I was a trigger. That I'll, I'll admit. But I, I say that and I admit that not in the sense that I was bad or I did something bad. Look, we were just bad for each other, I would say. Yeah. yeah. Because you, you have situations where you've got A and B. And A and B could be married to A could be married to C and B married to D peacefully. Yeah. But A and B together, it's problems. It's war. Yeah. yeah. No, so I so I, I think the best the best I can extend to her is to say maybe we were just bad for each other. In other words, not that she was a bad person. Yeah. Unfortunately though, unfortunately though, the, the evidence would seem to suggest difference. But yeah, because we won't get into that difference. Listen to this. Sure, man. The summary of everything, and I'm not this is not me winding it down. I'll I'll get back to whatever I need to get back to. But this is important. A very good summary of everything that's happened is this. You've got two people fighting and between them, fighting physically. Yeah. And between them is this beautiful, fragile vase that yeah. might break. Yeah. You've got the one person who cares about the vase and doesn't want it to break. Yeah. And thus, they can't do much fighting. They're just shielding the vase. Yes. And yes. because they're shielding it, their hands are here. They yeah. can't punch. And the other person is busy raining punches. Yeah. They don't care about the vase. Oh. Now, in this scenario, 
well, I'm, I'm the one speaking, so of course I'm biased. Yeah, of course. Maybe unfairly so, I don't know. But again, the evidence suggests otherwise. In this scenario, yeah. I was the one trying to protect the child. She didn't care. At some point, um, at, the, at the children's court, just got that long, this long story short, at some point, the court threatened to take the child from both of us and send her to a foster home. Ooh. And I said, I'd rather, I'd rather die and say, I'd rather cut off my own arm than see it happen. And just say, go ahead and cut it off. They're going to take her from us. That is bad. She was okay with that. So her point was, look, I, wow. I don't care what happens. As long as you don't get her, she can go to strangers. Sure. And I'm like, sure. Sure. And, and sure. the court clerks, all women, they were shocked. They were like, sure. I told this woman. Because you can see it. You can see that there's a problem here. And again, I'm jumping to something else, but of course it's tied to this. Much later, oh, she, she, she remarried a year after we got divorced. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's passed on now during, well, not because of COVID, but earlier in oh, okay. COVID. Oh, okay. Um, but the point of mentioning that is... Where's, where's the, your daughter this time when she's getting remarried? No, still with her. She okay. lives with her. Okay. And so... I mentioned that because at some point there was now issues between me and her husband. I'll explain why. Okay. And so somehow she gets she gets so at some point she, she has she has a protection order against me. I have one against her. She well, an incident. have a child together. Well the protection order okay, so it's not a restraining order, it's a protection oh, order. So it doesn't pre, don't prevent you from being in close proximity. It doesn't prevent you from you know hurting the other person, yeah. insulting, assaulting, huh? or getting a third party to do it and there's a fourth thing they list, I don't recall. Sure. So anyway, there's an incident and she gets a warrant of arrest for me. As in to have me arrested over something that happened. Because you're violating now, this protection order now. Supposedly, yeah. which again which in my view was nonsense because the court just but anyway, these are the stories meant for the book because they're too cases. detailed. But anyway, police called me in, Hill Hillbrook Police Station, explained to them, told them, guys, look, all I ask wow. is investigate, get the truth, and come get me. No problem. They went, part of the investigation, they gave me a call and said, no, dude, don't worry about it. We spoke to the court clerks there at Visaki Street and they explained everything. Those ladies told her, I wasn't there. The police told me this later that my lady said they've seen her in action. She's the problem. In <laughs> because they witnessed that whole thing of her saying, No, I can take the kid. He doesn't care. Mm, and that's I, a I can, solid I can cut statement. my arm off if, if I like. The kid is going to go to a foster home. Sure. Like, but... As long as you're not getting the kid. And mind you, all these things, or maybe not all, most of them, I have them on audio recordings. Because what, what, what used to happen, even before the kid was born, I told you there was all this drama with police and whatnot. Yeah. Almost every time we met, there would be some issues. So I had an iPad at the time, and I'd always have it recorded. And this wasn't in secret. She knew. And she didn't care. She didn't try to That's the thing. make I, it a bit... I like to explain that my recordings were not to trap her. They were to deter the bad behavior. I, I let her look okay. at the recording everything. Because okay. I was okay. I was trying to avoid the problems, not to Hopefully catch you in gonna... secret and you know expose you. No, I just wanted to avoid the problem. I see. She didn't care. Sure. The, the, the one time specifically, this was again the Saki Street Dam, if you know the area. Yes, I think I'm familiar with it. Okay, so there's a JNPD office yeah. and then there's a traffic department where you pay fine. Then yes. upstairs there's a magistrate's court. Okay. And there's I think some SAMDF thing nearby as well. So this one day we're in court, she's opposing my protection order. Okay. Which is an interim one, they're gonna make it final. Mm -hmm. And they made it final. She didn't win the the hearing. So she was angry. And so she tried to 
cause a physical fight with me outside in the hopes of now going back to apply for hers, hers based on the altercation. Oh my so I'm walking goodness. and she's stumbling and bumping me and stuff. And I'm oh. like, what are you doing? I'm like, you're not recording me. I don't, I don't care about your recordings. Can keep your recording. Okay. JMPD officers are all watching. Officers, they're all watching. Mm. SNDF, they're all just standing. And I'm like, if I were doing this, they'd come for me like that. Because it's a woman physically harassing me. No one cares. They're just watching. This is the part you were talking about regarding the justice system. So anyway, so so things like that happened. There's a whole lot. And now... Come you wouldn't even look forward to raising your child in that yeah. situation. It's really bad. Ultimately, I went to court, children's court. So we, we spent about two to three years in the children's court almost every month. Excuse me? Yep. And the reason what are you, for that what, was, are, what is this hearing about? Are you fighting for custody or...? Yes and no. Let me explain. Um, <sighs> so I, in the midst of all this animosity and you know, police and all of this, right? At some point... Um, there was a nanny involved who, just to summarize it, who told the police the truth. Okay. And no, no, it's not this guy. She's the one that's always coming through and okay. doing this and that and that. Then okay. she fired the nanny over that. Mm-hmm. But now the police now knew the truth based on what the nanny told her. Okay, so they then advised me that, look, you need to go to the children's court. Let them help you sort this thing. So that's when I approached okay. the court. So I remember very well, I approached there and they... The problem with the courts there, one of the problems there is this. When you approach the court, they've got, it's almost like they've got a list of items that you could select. So this is what I'm here for, this is my issue. Oh, I mean, that list. Some boxes to take. If you don't, now, if pro- your problems are not on the that, list. That's exactly my issue. You might have a unique situation that doesn't fit any of those boxes. You're sort of forced to pick the closest one. So in this case, the, the issue was typically people come there to... Usually the baby mama doesn't want to give you access yes. to come for care and contact yes. or she goes for maintenance because we know you don't want to pay money or whatever the case. That's the usual issue. Yeah. In my case, it wasn't either of that. I was covering all the costs. She wasn't denying me access. My issue was the unstable situation, the fights and all of that. Yeah. And my point was, this is no environment for a child. Can you guys make it stop? Yeah. Each time I come to fetch my daughter for the weekend or something, this woman, when I'm fetching her, it's not when I'm fetching or dropping or both. There's something. Because it's a scene and there's some fight, there has to be something. So that was, my, my issues were twofold. That was one. The second thing was standard of care. This is where it's tricky because I've come to understand that look, people are different. I might think that, um, a child should be fed five times a day and you think, oh, once is okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So, so that, that one gets a bit tricky, but I wasn't happy with the standard of care at all. Subjective, yeah, even with the nanny. Yes. Sure. But anyway, so that was that. But the bigger issue was was that of, of the, the beef. Yeah, happened yeah, the constant bickering. Yeah. So, so we appeared before the magistrate and, excuse me, and um, it was almost like they couldn't help us. Because I, even I realized, that, well, I, I didn't know, I didn't know what avenues mm. the courts had. Mm. I had to find out. But even I saw the problem because it's not like they can send a police officer with you every time you go. It's just not practical. Every time you go to fetch your kid or drop the kid yeah. off. So, but at some point, I recall we were at the family advocate's office and the clerk asked me, "So, dude, what do you want here? You want your daughter to live with you?" And I tried to explain like. It's, no, it's not that. Not a complaint take up from my mother. It's just that it's like, look, 
you gotta choose okay fine let's do that then because it's almost like that's what we can do for you if it's not that then there's nothing we can do for you like it's like you have there's to no stick with can, this yeah there's yeah. nowhere to go with this sure that's wow. when i sort of succumbed to that okay fine let's go for that that's when wow. it then became about and um, primary custody okay. or more primary residence okay. that's what it's called okay so since then it's not been a matter of um, I want primary residence. I want the child to live with me, and she's opposing that. But that's not what you want. It's not what I wanted. And and, and when, 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 when she tells her story, obviously from her angle and all of that, and I'm, I'm the bad guy in that story. Yeah. When she tells the story, she 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 makes it. She she claims that I'm trying to take such a young child from her. Because obviously everyone's gonna think this guy's crazy how can he take a three-month-old kid but i never tried to do that i was just saying stop fighting me stop creating this how about that one week where she threw that that as well <laughs> Yo. yeah no the one time i went to fetch my my daughter and she brought her downstairs and her face was covered in yogurt now when i said covered you know when you ladies have is it a facial you call it really yeah. you put those, those cooking masks on your eyes yeah, yeah. The, the mask yeah. so it was almost like that okay and i knew she did it on purpose just to trigger me and start something how do i know this i've witnessed her feed the kid before okay i've fed the kid before the kid wasn't that uh, with hands all over the oh. there's no way that you're going to land all over the face like a mask a kid, but yeah. even if it did even if it did wouldn't you clean her up it yeah, just takes three one night before door. you take her downstairs to her father or home, whomever. Yes. No. So that was deliberate. She pretty much smeared the kid's face with yogurt and gave her. And, and I, I was like, okay. but why didn't you? Now you can do it yourself. You can clean her yourself. Okay. Like, okay. I knew it was deliberate to trigger me, so I just kept by it. She went to the car and went over. Now there was over because uh, this was like not too long ago anymore. Yeah. Though I, I recall, no, 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 hold on. Sorry, that's not correct. I don't, there might have been Uber. I don't recall if it was Uber or not, but this was not an Uber. Why I remember this is, you know, you know Houghton Station? Yeah. Santon. Yeah. Is it Santon or Joburg? No, it wasn't Santon, it was... Park Station. Park Station, yes. We got out and there those meter taxis. Oh, okay. But for some reason, the taxi, and you can't just pick any taxi, you have to go to the one in front, because they have a lot of cheap. The one in front was like a Viano, like a big bus. Okay. Not a typical taxi. Yeah. And it was me and my girlfriend at the time. We were like, just two of us, like, no guys, yeah, you have to take that one. So, my girlfriend was in the... In quote Viano, it doesn't matter called Viano, it was just something that's got to be an H1. Yeah, okay. Cars, yeah. The big ones, yeah. The big ones, yeah. So I just took, took Gracie to the car, then we cleaned her up and then went <laughs> went out. But I'm just giving you an example as to the sort of things she would do to cause mm-hmm. issues. Just little, sometimes little, sometimes big, just annoying stuff. The one time Gracie was two, I told her birthday. So during the week, mm-hmm. it was her birthday, so I came through. Has to fetch her. So I, I, I my girlfriend took her. I think we took her home, I think to Centurion, and spent the evening and bought a cake and everything. Okay. And then went back and dropped her off. And when we got back to like 9 p.m., so we get there, the mother comes downstairs. She's sleeping at this point. Crazy, I, that is. Yes. Yeah, okay. But she's in the car with my girlfriend. My girlfriend's always sleeping. I brought the cake to the mother. Okay. And she's like, she, she was always an antagonistic with all that animosity I'm, I'm not i'm just baking a cake i'm, I'm like look um, here's a cake for her please take it to crush tomorrow so they can sting for okay. her celebrator and share with me yeah so yeah put it put it on the floor this is in the foyer in joburg central some building those places are not very clear so okay. i put it on the floor mm. i'm like but i can't 
some of link by the table there by the security guards. Oh, okay. So I put the kid there on the table there, then back with the child, brought her in. She's sleeping, remember? I want to hand her over. Yeah. She stood back, says no, and was put her on the floor. Like, are you are you mad? This is not, not even, even on the in floor. Her room. No, it's outside it's, in the foyer downstairs. I'm like, I'm trying to avoid saying her name. Like I said, I'm like, birthday. Are you mad? And she says, I know my lawyer says I wasn't taking anything from you. I don't want your trouble. But just now you go to court and say that I, I hit you. So the I'm like, you I'm like, they said he wasn't taking anything from you. So this child is a thing to you now. She's sleeping. Can you just know? Put her on the floor. Sure. And then I turned to the security guards. That's crazy. And they all backed off. Sort of like, no, you can't take the kid. Like, <laughs> so I'm standing there holding my daughter, two years old, she's sleeping, the mother is there like, no, put her on the floor, I'm not going to take anything from you. Then you're not going to put your own child on the floor. I, I told her, look, even if I was going to claim you did something, there are two weaknesses here. There are two security guards here, and she refused, flat out refused. So I had to sort of shake the baby awake now, made her woke her up. Oh, so she can her. walk. Actually, yeah, she was two, she could walk exactly at that time. Oh so I, I woke her up and then tried to, and then she obviously didn't want to go. She was crying and I'm holding onto my leg. I had to pry her off me and sort of put her along to go to her mother. And no, these, these things upset me to no end. You have no idea. That's just Every time so, your see, child this, has to do, like you have to pray that your child is asleep. This little drama I just painted for you, that happened. No, not, not, not a copy of this. Different similar incidents. Oh, repeatedly. And this, no. this is what would drive me. This is what would make me go mad. No, no. That's, that, no, that's very And toxic. so that's, that's exactly what I, At the next court hearing, I, I brought this up with the magistrate. I, this was the first magistrate to dealt with. A magistrate Herman, some colored lady. And she reprimanded her very severely. So that they were traumatizing the child. And she got into an argument with my No, my lawyer said I wasn't. <laughs> Look, listen, I'm a magistrate. Oh. I don't hear what your lawyer said. And she kept arguing. Eventually, the magistrate threatened her. Look, I'm, I'm gonna, I can get you locked up. Wow. <laughs> I was just there sitting listening. It's so hectic. So these are the sorts of things you do repeatedly. Like, there's just so many stories. You have this no idea. It's like it's way beyond the issues she had with you. It, this sounds like something i mean I, I don't know much anyway but it sounds like she's so fee the anger that she has by but caused by what her mom did to her and the siblings now she doesn't even want to be a mom because she doesn't want to make her children feel what her mom made them feel when she left them behind she probably is so angry but she doesn't realize that this is the opportunity to actually like i hear fix. you I hear you, but here's I'm the thing. I'm not saying I'm correct, no, I'm just saying... Like, I believe me, I understand. It doesn't I, make I, sense, though. I'm <laughs> trying to make it make sense, but it doesn't make sense. It's psychologist it. or therapist is what was needed here. And I told the courts, I told the uh, magistrate Kumalo, the, the, the next magistrate and the final one we had, I told her, please send both of us for a psychic well, so we can find out what's happening. Regarding her mother and all that, uh, I, I said what I said, that was all true. Years later, um, we got married, she moved from Swaziland to join me here. Yeah. While here, she sought out her mother and reconciled. Oh, okay. Oh. But, and see, these are some of the things I didn't want to get into in terms of bad mouthing, but that was simply an opportunistic move because she realized that, you know, she, she, was from, she was from Swaziland. Yeah. She realized she could get an ID through her mother because her mother had naturalized. 
That's why she sought her out. Now she is South African passport everything because she made that move. Quang, quang, well, quang. look, maybe there's more to it. Maybe I can't say that all. Let's but, but, but I'm just saying I know that that was the reason for that move. I was married at to her. I know what the plans were at the time. So there was sure. that. So my, my point there is it's not as though she's remained angry at her mother all these years. No. Yes, there's anger at me, probably. But my issue is this. I have reason to be angry at you as well. But you don't see me putting the child in harm's way to get get at you. Yeah, no, that's true. Earlier, I, I alluded to issues I know husband had, and I said I'd come back and explain what yeah. happened. So she gets married to this guy. He and I had no issues. First day I met him, it was Sunday morning. They were going to church. They were coming back, and we I had Gracie and they talking to first Gracie for me. Okay. First time I met him ever, you know, he said hi. He said hi. That was that. Cool. Went our way. Now at some point, Gracie. Look at clavicle. Oh, okay. I think she was around two as well, and that really upset me. The reason it upset me was the story as to how it happened was not straight. Okay. Exactly. You see, the thing is, a child that age, the bones are not hard yet. Yeah. They don't break easily. They bend. Yeah. They don't actually break. It takes a lot of impacts, and they didn't seem to know how. No, she didn't really fall. She was home. This and so I was like, what's going on here? But anyway, sure. so. The day she calls me, evening calls me, tells me that she's in hospital, receive, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I show up. During the whole process, obviously, we get angry at each other, we're yelling at each other. When we're done, my girlfriend is waiting outside the car. My yeah. husband is waiting at their car or just standing outside there waiting. I came out first. Now, I needed to be there for medical aid and all of that. Yeah. That's she called me, rushed there and everything. So, when I came out, we had been fighting. So, I came out and the husband beckoned with me. He wanted to talk to me. Okay. So, I went over to him. And he started saying, look, you mustn't fight, you know, try not to fight, try to get along for the sake of the child, you know, blah, blah, that kind of talk, right? You know, good advice, basically. And I told him, I hear you, what you're saying is right. However, have you ever seen me be a problem? He said, no. I'm like, when you got married to your wife, you see the family at the wedding, he says no. I'm like, you know why they weren't there? Go find out. We both know who the troublemaker is here. Let's not act like we don't know. That's what I told him. Yeah. And she came out and saw us talking and she started yelling at him, get away from that guy. Oh, get away from that guy. Okay. That was the first time I saw them interacting that way. She basically ran him down verbally and commanded sure. him, get okay. in the car, let's go, blah, blah. So why and is he stopping? Left. Why is he not talking to you anymore? No, what then happened was, so after that incident, in the evening, I texted him. Okay. I had his number because she had called me from his number once. Okay. So I saved it. So I texted him to say, look, dude, um, you need to talk to her. She's long before you came to the picture, she's been doing this and this and this and this and this. Uh, so I thought she's, since he has showed concern, I could maybe I had an ally to speak to her. Okay. It's, not like, it's not like I said abuse her or do something bad. Yeah. But obviously she had, you know, given him a piece of her mind and put him in line. So he was his response to my message is now hostile. So I was like, oh, okay, I see now. It's time to see I'm So that's where, that's where it started. So much, much later, there was another uh, incident where mm-hmm. Gracie ended up in hospital again. And I, it could have been avoided. She was supposed to have taken the kid for a checkup, but she never had time. Always, no, I this and I don't have time. Like two weeks, three weeks, I didn't say, no, what, maybe I'll do it. I went myself, fetched her from school. And but by then the doctor said it was an emergency. That mm. become an emergency. She couldn't breathe properly, and so they booked her into the hospital, into a ward, and they needed the hospital Excuse me. <laughs> the hospital book or card. The and, clinic. Yeah, the clinic yeah, card. Okay. Not, not that pink book. Yeah. 
and we didn't have it. Why? I told the lady, her mother, that I'm going to go fetch her. Please put it in a school bag for okay. me. She didn't. Look, anyone can forget stuff, okay? But the level of negligence here, there are many stories to show that. No, this is not just one person forgetting stuff. There's just the I don't care attitude in yeah. general. But anyway, she forgot to put it. Now the kid is here. They, wanted to, they, they put on oxygen. They couldn't administer the meds because they didn't have the history. Yeah. Wow. So I didn't text her, I'm like, look, I'm here, they can't do this thing because you didn't put the book. Could you please um, bring it when you come? I can't be And then around, yeah, yeah around 6.37, she shows up with her husband without the book. I'm like, where's the book? No, no, I can tell the nurses what's in the book. I'm like, well, then I told you what's wrong with you. Like, just go home. Nurse, I know, I can't. Nurse, go to the nurse, and nurses tell me, the nurses were angry at her. Like, I that's can't. not how it works. You can't tell us what's in the book. We need to read it for ourselves. That's how that book is made. So I got angry. Now the husband then got angry that I was yelling at his wife. He said, Okay. I'm so like, but she's supposed to bring the book. You guys have put the child listed. I'm, not, I'm the one running around fixing things, and then you come in and tell me nonsense. Then you threaten to assault me. The nurses had to drag him out. They refused oh. sent him out of the hospital. And on the way out, he said, No, he's going to wait for me downstairs. <laughs> He's gonna show me. So no, I'm here with my sick daughter, with oxygen mask and this everything. And you guys are here threatening me, you and your wife that have put the child in this state. No, this so crazy. these were the annoying things I had to deal with. No. And um, okay, so based on that threat of his, that's when I took a protection order against him. That's wow. how it started. Now, so check this out. So that evening, was it that? Wow. I forget right now, but I had a protection order, right, against him. I think it was based on that incident, right? Now, down the line, when the child is in the hospital, I think a few days later, we were taking turns to come visit her, to spend time with her, I recall, we were taking turns. So on on a Friday, it was my turn, and I showed up. I'm expecting to find her there. Before, yeah. She's not there. She's left this um, this girl who was a child man, but quite a young girl, like 15 or so. Okay. And I asked her where the lady. She said, no, she, she went to Pretoria to do something. When I hit Pretoria, I knew something was up. So, you know what happened? Um, after that incident on Monday, when I got a, prote- I got a protection order, I'm mixing things up a bit because I already had a protection order for some reason. Okay. And so when this thing happened and he made that threat, I told her that, look, exactly, I told told her, look, you guys need to behave because I've got this thing. Now, my point again to you is that I wasn't being vindictive. If I was, I would have activated it and I've got to report. Instead, I was warning you that, please stop what you're doing Mm -hmm. because I could get you based on this. She probably Uh, went before you. That's exactly what I'm getting. That's what happened. So when she heard that, she thought I was doing See, throughout the whole thing, her moves have been, her moves have been vindictive Mm -hmm. to get me. But mine have been more of deterrence to simply stop the nonsense it's always been that so that friday i hear she's going to i'm like yep i know what's happening the she cops, goes and gets the popos are gonna call me yeah so so what actually what happened was um that day after i, I told him look i've got a protection order so you're violating the right on your behavior and stuff that evening she sends me sms's and this was to get me and she succeeded i mean she was married to me she was supposed to knew my buttons she sent me a mess- messages saying how you know 
and they are home with Gracie and when, when Gracie is home with them they cuddle with her nicely when I'm there by myself they have Gracie here with them just, uh, just things, silly things like that stuff that annoyed me so I responded so I can't remember the details of everything but I responded mm. something along the lines of yeah you end up because the, the, the husband was a pastor you are that fake pastor of yours that threatens people <laughs> listen to this based on that statement that's what she used as a violation of a protection order and the court actually gave a warning. I'm like, yeah, wow. it makes no sense. I called him a fake pastor. What's that? How's that a threat on her? Wow, the Bible talks about fake so, pastors or <laughs> fake teachers. We so she, she got her. And besides, you can't have a protection order against me and then you come provoke me. Like you come poke me and then when I poke you back, you run to the court and say he poked me. But you poked me first. Mm-hmm. Yes, I poked you, but the point is your protection order is supposed to protect me from from harming you. You can't come look for trouble and then when you get it, that's considered a violation. It makes no sense. But that's what happened in that instance and they got a warrant of arrest. I told you about initially. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I told you that already. You know how that fizzled out. The cops investigated. And they told him, no, leave that dude. No, I think... So all sorts of things. And then at some point, she accused me in court of sexually molesting our daughter. Look, a lot has happened, and I think that's probably the combination of it. Yes. So what happened here was this. Again, another long story. And this could go on for five hours. I told yeah. you. I, I don't know which yeah. of these you're going to pick and choose. Or cut, really but <laughs> let, let me tell you about this and leave it at that. And the rest you will read, read it in my book. Sure. <laughs> if I get to publish it. So, um, we've been... In that is court, the worst right? accusation. Yep. I'm even scared of hearing about it. So what happened was, um, just too many stories. I don't know which one to tell you. But anyway, I went to visit. <laughs> Some Saturday morning, I was just home on 9 a.m. I just had a feeling that I should check up on Gracie. As I typically do anyway. Yeah. So I texted her mother, how's Gracie? She tells me she got hurt. Now, mm-hmm. prior to that, she'd been yeah. hurt already, but you know, a child gets injured wounds. Not, yes, not, not, yes. not a big deal, I suppose. Yeah. But I, I hated the idea of going to fetch Gracie on a Friday at school, when it's my weekend, and find out some injury that, you know, oh. wasn't aware of or something. I just needed, I just wanted to know what's yeah, going on. You know? yeah. I wanted to find an injury there that happened three days ago or whatever. And you must be busy. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's why when I asked on that Saturday, she told me. Okay. Because I said, look, Please do let me. When stuff happens, I need to know. So that Saturday, I just felt like, almost like something, you know, pro- prodded me and told me to check on Gracie. So I did. And she told me she got hurt. And that's how badly she sent me a picture. Ah, my skin. My hair, the hair on the back of my neck. too, like it was a deep it's, gash. So oh, she's got this wow. scar now on her forehead. And she's oh, at school. Yes. With that scar, okay. Um, I hated that sky initially, but I made peace with it. The thing is, it looks like it, you know the typical Nigerian tribal mark, but usually here. Oh, yeah. That's what the sky looks oh. like. Much bigger, but on my forehead. Gosh, imagine that. Anyway, so, so at the time it was a deep, do you know how, if, if someone took a knife and hacked you on the center of yeah. the head here, yeah. you can see the white inside, like, yeah, that, that drove me crazy. So I'm like, I want to come see her. Um, this this exchange was around nine between nine and ten. In she the says morning. yes, she says okay. So I then said I want to come take her for a medical checkup. Yeah, make sure. And she knew that that means court later. 
So she, she was like, no, no, okay, you can come now. We're, we're going up, you're leaving me. But you just said I could come. <laughs> so I went anyway. I got there. Mm. They were not in. Well, I mean, they were in or just hiding. But she in any case, she, she wouldn't take my calls. Yeah. And besides, it's um, like a complex. So okay. It turns out their, their apartment was just beside the gate anyway. So that, of course, I couldn't get in. So I get there. This is Saturday morning. I get there and um, I'm just, I'm calling, she's not responding. I'm just pacing up and down, not knowing what to do. So some guy walking past saw me, greeted, greeted. Then he tells me, did you look troubled? What's going on? Sure. So, so I told him, look, I, it's a bit of a situation. Um, I think I need to go to the police station. But I don't know where it is. He was like, no, he lives in this complex. You can tell. The same complex he lives in. So I told him, I gave him a summary of what's happened. Yeah. And I said, okay, he can, he can accompany me to the police station. But no, it's, it's okay, you don't have to come, just uh, direct me. Yeah. He says, no, it's fine, he's, he's not working today. Now, this guy turns out to um, Russia Zim. His name was Dexter. Yes. There's Dexter and there's Denzel. Denzel was the caretaker, we'll come to that. Okay. So Dexter says he's going to come with me. So he came with me there to the police station and we spoke to the police and said, okay, they're going to send out send a van with us. Okay. But okay. there's none right now, it's out, doing the rounds, we have to wait. Okay. Waited for like an hour, maybe an hour, 30 minutes. The van came back. Or maybe 45 minutes, I don't know, but it was quite a while. The <laughs> van came back and then they went with us there. When we got there, of course she still turned us from the phone and uh, there's nothing they could do. So there were two cops, big guns and everything. And you'll see why, they, why these details matter. So we're standing there talking about this and about this whole situation. Now there are kids inside the yard playing. They saw a cop car, they saw a gun, so they all ran and they're excited. Ran to okay. the gate and they're standing behind the gate <laughs> okay. and just watching us. Listening. <laughs> So the older one, the older kid, could knew what we were talking about. Yeah, at the yeah. And um, the cops were like, "Look, there's nothing we can do. She's not here, so we can't. We don't have a warrant. We can't go in and yeah. open the door, or whatever." So, so they they opted to leave. Just as they walked away, one of the kids piped up and said, "And um, the other day, her her daddy, that referring to her stepfather, yeah. her daddy locked her outside the house, and she was crying." And Uncle Denzel came and took her to his house. Oh. I then asked Dexter. Dexter is the same guy, remember? Yeah, there? yeah. So, did, did you hear that? So, I asked the girl to repeat that and she said it again. And I asked him, who's Denzel? And he says, that's a caretaker for the place. Okay. Like, you want to come see him? I'm like, yes, please. Then remember, it's a complex. I can't just go yes. in. He lives there. Yes. So, he took me in. We went to meet um, Denzel. Denzel, yeah. Who's a old colored guy. Very old guy, some teeth missing, you know, that, a picture. <laughs> yeah. But seems like a good guy, peaceful guy, lives there with his wife, both of them quite um, elderly. So then we we I, I lay out the situation for him. And he says, yeah, that he's he's had words with them a lot of times because they're negligent with the kid. Oh, That's for example, every parent that knows no kids are allowed outside the gate for security reasons. Yeah. And the gate is here, the road is just here. Oh, okay. he's, he's caught Gracie outside there. A few times the, the parents are in the house yo, on TV. Yo, 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 um, yo. And you have to hear all of this. Yes, he's found her outside when all kids have gone to the house, the houses, like in oh, the evening. No. She's outside there. You see, at some point he said she was, it was raining, she was out there, and he had to go get a whatever a jacket from the line. I know it's all has or someone else's to cover her. And he had words with them because they're inside the house watching TV and she's out here, door is locked or closed, whatever. So he told so he actually told us more than what the kid was saying. So this is what I didn't report to the call. Okay, so so what, what the kid actually mentioned, that whole incident of the 
stepfather locking her yeah. out of the house. I asked my brother, he confirmed it and all that. So I reported it to the court. And um, look, it's always difficult summarizing this, otherwise it doesn't make sense. We don't have details, but then details take you to five hours. <laughs> anyway, I reported it to court. Court confirmed it to be true. Yeah. She was angry at me. Two weeks after, I had Gracie, dropped her off on a Sunday evening. Excuse me, Thursday. I, I get copied on an email that she sends to Family Advocate saying that after I dropped Gracie on Saturday, on Sunday night, she couldn't sleep, she was crying and crying, and then had her husband ask Gracie what happened. And Gracie said that daddy did me here and wow. here, pointing at her anus and her wow. and, and, and that they, 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 they then took her to. Wow, that is so they, they, bad. They, they, they took her to, um, they went to, to social development or yeah, whatever, yeah. and then they advised her there not to let her go with me anymore and they, they took her to a doctor for a, a medical checkup and a doctor a doctor's the report was there and the doctor's report said that he examined the child there's no sign of penetration but there's something clearly happened that she's not happy with and then they opened it they had an affidavit i was i was so angry so it's at about 3 30 or so on a thursday i get this email has been sent to a family advocate i've been copied i can see what's being alleged here and i'm angry so, but I, by then I can't. Uh, family advocate, office of the family advocate is in Joburg, there, near the High Court, I think. But by, the, by that time, it's probably it's late. You're not going to make it them find anybody. So I wasn't going to get them Thursday evening. But I spoke to this attorney friend because my first reaction was anger because I knew this wasn't true, obviously, and I'm being accused of nonsense here. However, as time wore on, that anger changed to fear because I didn't realize, hold on a second. What if something's actually happened and they know it's gonna come out? So they're trying to pin it on me. So when the kid has actually been abused. Oh. So that now made me afraid. So I understand, no, 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 I need to see her now. I need to make sure she's okay. Oh. So I went to my attorney friend, spoke to him, and about the whole thing, just got some advice. Then I went to the police station, same police station I went to last time. Yeah. Explained it to them. They went with me to her house. She refused to open. They were there, because this was night now. Okay. They were there. I refused to answer the phone and the police again just like before said look dude we don't have a warrant no. we, we, we force our way in we understand your concerns about I mean, the child the but if they we break do, the door down yes but like they explained if we do it without a warrant we'll be in trouble ourselves so can sue us what, so what, i just what, had to suck it up and hold on <laughs> what do you need to get a warrant my child is in danger so because of the accusation of uh, maltreatment or ill treatment by the husband which was proved to be true she knew that okay this is not going to look good in court so she needed something against me and she cooked up this um, molestation thing so when we appeared in court the next time i told the magistrate i brought it up and i told the magistrate same magistrate magistrate betty kumalo i told her look man um okay so the we laid out what happened this accusation she had the files and everything then the thing is the mindset at that point she had dealt with us for about maybe two to three years and mm. i suppose you could see that nah this guy is not that person and by the way let me backtrack a bit so this was a thursday evening friday i went to the office of the family advocates to see the advocate that was dealing with us so remember his name advocate vocal an african man i told him this whole thing and he told me look um don't worry about it we see this a lot where two parents are fighting at some point one is going to make a sexual accusation it, it's it's common oh, so that's disgusting go, it is he says look go go write a story and go out for a bit come i'll file it 
just for the record, but don't, don't stress about it because it's a, it's a weapon that is used, we see it a lot. So I went, I did what I had to do, all of that. And then at the next training, I told her, I brought it up in a magistrate. Now the magistrate didn't believe it. So she tried... She didn't believe that she accused you. I didn't believe the accusation to be true. Okay. Like I said, I, I, I suppose she felt, well, I mean, I, I know that I mean, yeah. don't look like that person. So so she tried to explain it away. So she was like, yeah, I know, maybe he probably just spanked the child in the bum. Maybe she was naughty or something. That's why. And I told the magistrate, I'm like, ma'am, um, I, I see what you're trying to do. I understand it. But I don't need help here. Any child, these are my words to the magistrate, in the presence of the accuser, like any child that is abused, anyone that abuses a child deserves to be in jail, including me. So I was like, please put me on trial on this accusation. If you can find me guilty, if you can prove this, I want to go to jail. I don't deserve to be out here a free man if this is true. But if she can't prove it, she needs to be dealt with because this is not a joke. It's not something you accuse someone of. That's what I told the magistrate. Till today, no investigation, nothing. And I don't think it was simply because um, the magistrate didn't believe it. I insisted. Besides, besides, fathers have been known to rape their kids. Yes, what if it was true? Yeah. For the sake of the child, you should have put me on trial. Yeah. I even asked for it. My point is, magistrate was trying to protect her. It's not, the, it's, not the, it's not the only incident either. And this, this is part of my gripe with the system. Mm -hmm. Because the magistrate knew, look, Prior to this incident, which was the worst, there have been lot, lots of things where the magistrate was sort of shying away from reprimanding her or yeah. going against her when she was clearly wrong. Yeah. So she knew that if I went forward on trial on this and they don't and they can't prove it, which again they wouldn't be able to prove because it wasn't true, I'd have good solid grounds against her. Yeah. And I think that's why the magistrate was avoiding yeah. that. But why avoid that? If indeed it's in the child's best interest, the child should be safe here. Mm. I'm saying put me on trial. Send me oh. to jail for this. I want to go to jail. Please. Them to do job. But they didn't. Till today, nothing. And so my issues with that was twofold. One, um, it was a malicious accusation. I needed to clear your exactly. Name. Yeah. Well, two things. One, clear my name. I'll come back to that. But the other was also to, in quote, get the accuser on this false accusation. I mean, you deserve to be punished for it. Yeah. But the clearing my name part important as well because, like I told the magistrate, look. Yes, this was an accusation. It's not a, it's not proof of anything. However, the lay person doesn't know that. All this woman needs to do in future is to provide, to produce that affidavit, produce the, the medical report and, and make a claim that you see, he used to fiddle with the kid. I even have these documents to prove it. You understand? If this matter is not cleared formally in court, she has this thing that she's going to produce it later and say, this guy was molesting the kid. So I need, I need to put on trial Must formally. Must be shut down right yeah. now. Yeah. I need to clear my name formally. Eh, it never happened. That's just one thing. So, look, no, lots of them. And, and so it's, it's been one thing after another. But to bring it to a close, what's the situation right now? Um, as it turns out, my daughter has been begging to live with me. The mother still, now the child herself wants to come stay with me. The mother is refusing. forcing her to stay there. Yeah, she's refusing. But does she and have custody, full custody? Um, so there is no formal custody here because we never went for a custody hearing. So if the child existed when the divorce happened, then the divorce process would have addressed custody. Oh, the child wow. was born after the divorce. So though she was pregnant, but that, that's how it works. They don't address, wow, they can't address okay, that because okay. there's, no, there's no child to speak of yet. the child exists already. Well, she wasn't born. When so what would have happened if she had tried to kill the child? Um, you mean like an abortion? Or yeah. 
out of spite. Yeah. Let's say she started drinking or whatever. No, no, then they wouldn't do anything. They wouldn't do anything because the child is not born. Yet. Think about it. This, this speaks directly to the issues of abortion right now in the world. That's the whole point. My my body, my rules, right? The fact that the woman has complete control over the child growing in her, she can kill it anytime she wants and there's not much you can do. Granted, in some systems and depending on how far along the pregnancy is, there might be legal recourse, but if she's smart about it, if she's not just brash and brazen about it, let's say she just drinks some stuff, how are you going to prove it? You get my point? Like if if she, she can do it in secret and that's that, you only have legal recourse in certain jurisdictions that allow that if she maybe does it open maybe she's being proud like i'm just yeah. spite you and she yeah. openly does it and you know she did it with proof it. maybe yeah. messages she sent or something then you've got grounds otherwise it's like eight months you don't want it anymore maybe there's something you drink and it kills it you drink it done Could what, be what are we gonna do? Yeah, exactly that, that's the point you can claim a miscarriage uh it's not murder because legally it's not murder because uh, murder is defined as the willful and the unlawful and willful killing of another human being not considered a human being well, legally still because it's still inside which is which is the argument that i'm um, pro-abortion people use to say no it's not I it, Steve, I, the, the thing is it's killing that's the thing it's it is it's not murder legally speaking but it is killing it's taking of a life no man you can't, just, you can't run away from that one it is because it, it's just that the child exists in a different still in water <laughs> and, and you know still incubated i know the funny thing if if I, being graphic here for, for effect, if I punch the pregnant woman, nine months pregnant in the yeah. tummy, in a fight, and she dies, double homicide, that's yeah. what I would have considered. Yeah. Somehow it's homicide then, because but the man that did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, please, can we not go in there? Yeah, Steve, let's not this get is a that. lot of stuff. I don't even know. It's like, I'm so sad. I'm, I'm just, it's so toxic. It's. Ima- Ima- imagine me who's been in it. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm I can't believe that even uh, now Gracie is still even begging to come live with you. She is. So, so a few weeks back. That's um, very heartbreaking for me. A few weeks back, she she's been asking since last year or year before that. Um, a few weeks back, she tells me she brings this up again, and she says. The one day she tells me, Daddy, can we go to court on Friday so I can tell them I want to stay with you? Oh, no. <laughs> she's used so, to court. She's no, used no, no. to court. So, so here's the, no, no, not that. So here's the thing. She's never, well, since she's grown, like, you know, since she's... Yeah. Um, she's been to court, but as a baby. You just imagine that. She doesn't See, this is why I said there are many stories. Mm. She's actually been to court um, when she was three or four, as when she knew. They actually interviewed her mm-hmm. on who she wants to stay with. And we did say that was the last story, but at some point her mother coached her to lie, and she did in court, and the courts themselves established that. So it is not a claim I'm making. The court established that she coached the child to lie. So anyway, now, now, um, and that's why I said earlier that she, her mother has exposed her to this thing already. So there's no real need me hiding, starting not to write the book. Yeah. Because, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, um. So she tells me this, and I told her, oh, wow, how, how and why does she know about court? Yes, she went to court then, but 
given her age, yes, they spoke to her and all of that, but she wouldn't know, really know that it's a what court happens. process and yeah. this is what we do here, yeah. this is really exactly. Yeah. So how does she know now about the formal court process and that she's the one that has, I told her. Okay. Why would I have told her that? Let me explain, because I know some people will be like, yeah, but you was exposed that you told her that. <laughs> Here's why. It was necessary. Gracie, for over a year, has been asking to stay with me. And I'm like, yeah, you will eventually, blah, blah. You're, because, okay. my, and then one day, one day, this this is what broke my heart. One day she asked me, almost, well, she didn't cry, but you could hear that in the voice. She yeah. was like, why won't you let me stay with you? I mean, how, how, how do I let my child think I don't want her to stay with me? Yeah. Because she's been asking and I keep saying, you know, yeah, we'll go to court. But now I'll talk. Daddy, why would you let me stay with you? So I didn't have to tell her, Gracie, it's not that I don't want you to stay with I do. But it's not my decision. Here's what happens. The people at court are the ones that decide. So what happens is that we go to court, then they ask you, then you tell them what you want. Yeah. Then they'll let you. So it's not up to me. I have to explain that okay. to her. That's so it's, why so it's not that I was, you know, telling her things you shouldn't yeah. know, you know, putting ideas in her head. No, no, I have to explain that because I know what answer do I give to why won't you let me live with you? Sure. So, that's why now she wants to go to court so yes exactly so but a few weeks back she she asked me again i asked her have you told your mother this and she says yes i asked her what did she say she says um eventually one day so i told her well tell your mother that one day when i no i, I didn't i didn't say tell your mother i just said what one day is not is not a specific time so i told her you know what just keep telling her yeah Maybe one thing. Then, um, more recently, she comes, now this is interesting, she comes to me and says, Daddy, um, hold on, let me remember what she said again. Oh, yes, she, she said that she told her mother that she wants to go to court so she can tell them she wants to stay with me. <laughs> then her mother was angry and asked her to stop saying that and that who, who told her about courts. Oh, and then she says, Daddy, I didn't tell her it was you. Oh my gosh, <laughs> now she's afraid. Yeah, so, so, so I told her, I'm, I'm like, Gracie, listen to me. No, she, she, she told me that she didn't say it was me. Yeah. As, you know, a good thing. So I told her, okay, I understand. Um, it's okay, you didn't do anything wrong, but I will need you to understand this. The next time anyone asks you, whether it's your mother or anyone else, who told you? Tell them I told you. Okay, I told okay, her, look, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not there's nothing to hide. It's true. There's nothing wrong about it. Anyone asks you who told you about courts, tell them I told you. It's fine. Sure. <laughs> because I did. I and mean, there's nothing to hide there. That is the process. No, and, I Steve, no. No, I think I think right, let's just close this. Yeah, yeah. I think let's close it by there's so much I, okay, I'm not going to summarize. L- life has happened enough. Life and that's just, those are just snippets. For more lives. This uh, is for nine more lives. It's just a lot. But somebody that's finding themselves in your shoes, I'm sure there's things that you wish you had done earlier to prevent certain <laughs> things. I'm not talking about choosing a right, a right path because maybe that's the But I'll address thing. that too. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I, I want to address that. <laughs> but like and somebody... you probably find my response interesting. Okay, let's hear it. But <laughs> what I would like you to assist us with is somebody who's finding themselves in this. What are the lessons that you've learned to to prevent this? There are instances where you probably perpetuated the behavior, mm-hmm. and and now over time you learned that okay maybe I shouldn't have done that or whatever. Yeah, yeah. What is it that you can you could advise somebody that is finding themselves <clears throat> in the same situation? Was it worth it? Is it? 
Okay, um, that's not going to be a five minute answer. I hope you don't mind. Make it two minutes. <laughs> oh, no, it's going to be 15. <laughs> you, you can cut and chop it as you please. Or <laughs> uh, maybe we could have spread this over three episodes. <laughs> Speaking of episodes, uh, for some who know the story, I've been told, dude, you've got, you've got a script here. Can send it to Nollywood. This is, yeah. I've not thought about it. I'm a writer. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's something else. Yeah. So, um, what advice would I give? Just forget women, man. Leave it. (laughs) These people are crazy. (laughs) Leave women alone. (laughs) He's married. Yes, yes, yes. I'm joking about that. I just want to give my detractors something to hang on to there. They say I hate women. No, 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 not at all. Despite all I've been through. In fact, the funny thing is, some people who hear this might go, that explains a lot. No wonder he hates women. No. In fact, very little of what I address yeah. has to do with this. Yeah. The few times the I've addressed, exactly, you yeah. know it. The few it's times I've addressed things that come out from this, I've been direct, I've stated it about Gracie. I've at least, it's not, it's not as though I'm going at women because yeah. this happened to me. Yeah. No, no, it's yeah. two, two separate issues. No, and besides, I'm married, again. To uh, a woman. To a woman, and yeah. you're it, raising a this, this is South Africa, it's important <laughs> to emphasize to a woman. <laughs> She's not Nigeria. Who's been a woman for since birth. <laughs> yeah. They're going to come for you. <laughs> so, um, and I have had people ask me, like, dude, so when are you afraid to get married again? I'm like, guys, I, I, to, I hear you and I understand. And to all out there, this is what I want you to get as well. Yes, a lot happened. I've just talked about a few here. A lot more happened. But I know it's not all women. This was one person. Yeah. I, I, and for what it's worth, you can even say maybe I contributed to it. That's fine as well. My point is, I don't put this on all other women. I don't say women are crazy. No, no, no. Yeah. The good women out there married to one right now. Lots of good women. And for all we know, maybe she's been a good woman to the now deceased husband. Yeah. There are great women out there. Yeah. So I'm not knocking women because of this. But to come back to your question, um, what would I advise? How could one avoid this? Um, is it even avoidable? Maybe. Exactly. Yeah, See, that's something to... <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the better question. <laughs> Look, um, women, love them or hate them. Here's how we're built. We, we, we can't stand each other, but we can't live without each other. Mm. Men and women, that is. So it's what it is. How, how do you avoid this? Firstly, I'll answer a question you didn't ask. Which is, and this is what I said, you probably find my answer interesting. Knowing all you know now, would you do it all over again? No. Or what would you do differently? That's actually what I get asked. What would you do differently? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, unfortunately for me, if I could do it all over again, knowing what I know now, I'd still marry her. So that's how Gracie came. Exactly. See, the point is, I love this kid. And knowing biology, uh, yes, I would have other kids, but they wouldn't be her. And I know her, and I can't give her up. So if I could go back and change things and not marry this person, then I wouldn't have this child, and I want this child. I can't give this one up. So I would have to, unfortunately, go through everything again up until she's born. Then from there, I'd know to do something different. Because she's already born, I already have her. Now, what things would I have done differently? This is not quite what you asked. I'll still come to that. But I'm referring to in the context of what I'd do differently if I went back. Yeah. And yeah. that's the fact that I'm... Look, 
being good in quotes you look back and you regret some of it because you look back and realize it never mattered mm. a person did 50 wrong things to you in response to each of those 50 you did 50 good things in the hopes that they'll see your good will and stuff and also just because it's the right thing to do and also because you don't want to be caught on the wrong side of the law yeah. and then when you appear in the courts none of that mattered and you're like Oh, so I could have just also been bad to her then just to, you know, even, yeah. even the score, like, didn't help that but I was good. But you know how it is against men. It's yeah, a bit yeah. different. You would have been in jail. <laughs> That's what would have So, I, I would have, um, unfortunately, gone the same fashion so I could have my daughter. But after that, I would have handled things differently. And this segues into something else, which is, I still haven't answered your question, and I will. But okay. I told you it will be a long response. <laughs> I understand, this is controversial, but I say this, I understand men who don't fight. Some don't fight because they don't care, that I get, and they should care. I, I wish I could make them care, and separate discussion, I'm talking about those who want to fight, but decide not to. Now, I often hear people say, no, a real man, oh, blah, blah, you must fight, there's nothing stopping you, you know, no. What you don't understand is this. Look, yeah. I've fought and I will fight again. But understand, there are good reasons why some shouldn't fight. Because you have said, look, I've been lucky. I can't give you too much detail, separate discussion. Um, I'll tell you off, off the record. Yeah. yeah. But I've been lucky. Some people, in the fight, you lose your current relationship. Mm. And your other children, maybe. So sometimes you have to sacrifice one to save the rest. It's sure. not nice. Wow. But the point is this. What people don't get is when a woman is being nasty and keeping a child from you, you don't tell the man to fight. You tell the woman to stop being nasty. Yes, it's mm. good if he fights, but he shouldn't have to fight. That's the point. You understand? He has every right to the child. Exactly. So sometimes in fighting, depending on the scenario, you end sure. up losing so much that at the end of the day, you're no good to the child anymore. So what was the point? That's a wisdom we don't, we often don't understand. Yeah. It makes no sense to fight just to appease the public that you're a good guy, you fought for your child. You've, depending on how the system handles it, depending on what they throw at you, sure. you might lose your sure. job, you might you lose your current relationship, she lives with, the, with these kids, or maybe she doesn't live, but you're not good to them either because now you're just caught in the emotion and turmoil of this other fight, you come back home with the beef. Disrupting this family. Exactly. Yeah. Doesn't it make sense to leave that alone and be here in the hopes that in the future you can return better to that? But all people see is dead with that. No, it's not always that. You see, part of the sure. reason I'm so it's brazen so and I'm so outspoken and I'm so harsh on this matter in public is because I'm, by no means am I perfect. But when it comes to my kids, when it comes to Gracie and this whole issue, I've not said a foot wrong. They cannot get me. Not because I'm a perfect human being, but a lot was done, a lot was thrown at me and I fought. And my point is, I have nothing to hide in that respect. So, um, to answer your question, what would I advise someone? I think before you even get there, I'm heartbroken actually by the reality because the the norm usually in society is we ask like, why don't you fight for your kid, dog? Like you, <laughs> like this is your child. Like just fight. At least let your child see that you've been fighting. But sometimes, it you can't. Sometimes a fight is not worth it because wow. because the system or the situation wow. is set up such that 
you will lose and in losing you'll lose more than it's worth such that you can't even be useful to that child anymore now this happens this is not meant as an excuse for those who don't want to fight for the kid or yeah. for actual deadbeats. No, yeah. we're not talking about those. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about those who actually meanwhile want to fight that the 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 cards are stacked against them. So and it would have honestly been better if baby girl had actually denied you access. I don't know though. I don't know. I th- I don't think you would have fought as much. Maybe because you. I mean, there's so many stories of like like that and society is on some no it's fine the child is going to grow up and then eventually you will integrate with the child ah, no 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 i uh, i think i think that of course well, maybe it's good for me that she didn't because i'll probably end up in jail or i've done nasty things okay i no. see that there's also and in side. fact okay. in fact for what it's worth i've actually been advised i totally forgot this at some point i've been advised by friends including my mother she said dude and she was talking about this whole thing, I, this scenario I painted where you fight and you lose everything else. And that's no good for yeah. the child and you. Yeah. I've been told, dude, let the child go, pay maintenance, forget about seeing the child. When she's old enough, she'll want you. Yeah, because that's what I know. That's what I've yes. heard and, and I was told that I considered it, but I couldn't. So I was like, ah, how, do, how do I, look, it would be a different story if I was in Frankfurt or Canada. I'm right here yeah. and she's kilometers. I can't bring myself to do that. I can't. Yeah, I know. Sure. The one time. And money's not enough, Peter. <laughs> you know what's funny? We're still wrapping up, but here we are. The one time, mm-hmm. I, here's what I did. I don't want to get into the story. I'll just keep, just very short. Um, just her birth, no, before the birthday. Something caught hearing. Long story sure. short, caught hearing. I, I another caught hearing. They, it, it was it was like the worst one ever. Again, I can't get into the story right now because of time. But I was mad and I decided, guys, you, you, my hands are tied here. All you're letting me do is play Mr. Fix It. She keeps the kid, puts her in a bad way, and I have to fix it. And once she's fixed, you take, you return her to her. I'm not able to protect my kid from her. Yo. So you know what? Aye, 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 aye. I told the magistrate, you know what? Um, it's better that I'm not in the picture. If all I'm doing is fixing, if I can't actually protect her. Yeah. So I'm going to remove myself from the picture. So I stopped fetching her for a month. That's just like two visits that she missed. And mm. so the mother would text me, was it a month only? It was a month. And the mother would text me like, and why aren't you fetching her? Grace is asking about you. She's wondering why you're not coming to fetch her. I ignored it. I was hurting, but I, I ignored it. Incidentally, this was before her birthday. So her birthday came around and I couldn't bring myself to stay away. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's basically how I ended the what would you call it? The boycott. Yeah. <laughs> I I, I fetched her from sure. school and I just couldn't bring myself to stay away further. But I tried because I was like, what am I doing? Like, I'm not, I can't protect her. All that's happening here is she's with someone who doesn't care, who doesn't take care of her, who lets her get hurt and then I run around. Now, for, for you to if understand, you like I have to go into a longer story, which I won't go into. So let yeah. me get back to wrapping it up. What would I advise? I think for me, the most important thing from my experience in the story is and look, it's, it's, it's all well and good to give advice. It's very difficult to take it because I know how it is when you're in love and when you're in that situation. Yeah. What yeah. should I have done differently? 
obviously knowing that I don't want to lose the kid, we've talked about that. But what should one do? You know, one of the at some point a pastor in a church asked me, as our issues were many, I had to get advice okay. and counseling and blah blah. So the pastor asked me, like, dude, you said you said you were together for eight years. I'm like yes, and you didn't see this. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think she was you the first person to ask me flag. that. And then for not seeing those hmm. red flags. So that set me thinking. And I've had that question posed a few times over the years. Okay. But that friend, that, that very first time from the pastor, I got thinking. And I realized the signs were there. But I didn't know what they were. I didn't know, what, what, I didn't know them for what they were. Okay. You're young. Okay. You've only dated two people. This is the second one. The first one was two years. Look, I, I grew up in this in a, in a stable family setup. Parents love each other. Never seen my parents fight, not once. Okay. Not even as much a disagreement, not even as much as an argument, even. Hmm. Difference of opinion. Okay. Maybe. Not nothing more than that. So marriage has always been natural to me. It's always been a natural step. I, I never I was never in the dating scene, so to speak. Never played the field the Jola. None Play of that. Boy. So yeah. the first girlfriend was I think I was eighteen when I got to Switzerland or so, seventeen, eighteen. Dated for two years. Fully yeah. intended to marry her. That's all I knew. Looking back, it probably sounds silly and funny as something you know, get married. <laughs> but but I knew my point is I wasn't dating with fun. Yeah, okay. Just for you know yeah, for keeps. But kids. that ended yeah. after two years. And then she was next. Okay. And that's all I knew after that. Okay. So my point was there wasn't enough life experience. So all the issues and red flags for me it was like, yeah, just deal with it. You know, I didn't I know see. that, okay. That's what's happening now. You shouldn't tolerate that, or you should walk away. That happens all. I, I get you. That, that's problems coming. None of that. And where do you think we can? Oh, that is actually very sad. How? how where will I know more? Does it mean I must? I mean, I get what <laughs> what you're saying. You grew up what, seeing a marriage, and that's what you will aspire to. That's to exactly. You know what I mean? But now, if there's all these things, all you know is which, the which, which, by the way, is why nine times you'd move out, but are still there. Because for me, divorce was not not that it wasn't an option, but it just wasn't what I aspired it's not to. What just, you it's wanted. like you know, you fight for your stuff, you work things out, you always work things out, and she knew me to be the guy that always worked it out right so yeah. that's why even when she filed for divorce even crazy. after it was granted i didn't say that when it was actual divorce yeah just between when i told you she remarried a year after the divorce yes in yes. that time she was still trying to come back oh, the yeah. last time she asked me to take her back was exactly a month before she told me she's getting engaged oh okay what but anyway coming back advice what i would say and this is why i went into the history a bit as to um the fact that I was asking to see this, yeah. the signs were there. You need to learn to walk away. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly why I said it's easier said than done. I know yeah. how it is when you're there, you like this chick, it's yeah. all very well, she's this, she's that. And then Tom tells you, no man, this 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 girl is not from a good family or or she's gosh. Whatever the reason, yeah. whatever reason they give yeah. you, it just doesn't make sense. There's a saying, I don't remember it, but I think something along the lines of um, two two most difficult people to advise. A couple in love and some other thing like that. But the point is, when people are in love, you can't tell them anything. You Mm -hmm. cannot tell them anything. So the advice is almost useless. And that's the same. (laughs) We've we've talked about nine separations before or during marriage. Before marriage, while dating. Again, I never considered it dating. I considered it courtship. Yes, because we were church people, and for me, it was like she don't play around, right? Yeah, cool. Yeah. 
that was eight years. In those eight years, we broke up 15 times. 14 were hers. One was mine. <laughs> and the one that was mine was actually one of those times when, you know, university, you know, young people and church okay. and then some youth pastor preaches about how dating is sinful, you know. Oh, and then I'm like, I need to give up my girlfriend. Okay, is that because you have a girlfriend? No, 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 that's why I broke up with her. <laughs> wow. But hers was... To pursue purity. Was, exactly. <laughs> my, okay, let me not get into things, other things now, but hers were all sorts of things, you know. She was in Swaziland, I was in Durban studying. I'm going to call you at 6 p.m. This is way back then. Yeah. I didn't have a cell phone. Cell phone was still new. That okay. So the time I'll call you. Right. I get to the telecom thing. There's yeah. a long queue. I'm waiting oh. the queue. I only get a chance. 30 minutes. Says, I call you. You, you break up with me because I didn't call at seven. I'm like, but there's a queue. Oh, so it's just little silly fights and sure. things. But the red flags were there that this is not a person who stays. Person who leaves. Yeah. But okay. I didn't see I it for see. what it was. Like I said. Well, and you didn't know better then. Yes. You didn't so know what you did. The only advice I can really give. Well, not the only, but the primary advice I want to give is. Don't ignore. If you know the signs, unfortunately for me, it wouldn't have worked because I didn't know the signs. Yeah. So I can't, you know, you, you can't, you can't say don't ignore the signs when you don't even know the signs. You have to yeah. know them in the first place. We to don't know what we don't ignore know. or not ignore. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so, but if you know the signs, don't ignore them. Uh-uh. But I think perhaps what's more useful is speak to elders, and by elders I don't mean just okay. parents, older okay. people who know better who have relationship yeah. so to speak yeah yeah because yeah. they will know the signs they'll know things that you don't know yeah yeah so you no, have any I, problems like talk to someone else let learn from people that's the thing yeah i didn't not because of pride no i didn't know there was anything to learn here i just thought we'll make it work during the marriage and all the separations a pastor friend of mine who was actually there for us in latin tried to help the one day he told me something but in my kind of says dude i'm a pastor so it doesn't make sense for me to advise you to get divorced. So I'm not advising that. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid for you. I'm afraid that you're going to think what you're going through is normal. Like this is how relationships should be. Oh, like, wow. yeah, we have problems, but this is not normal. Wow. This is not how it should be. Yo. You're not supposed to be this miserable all the time. Every time is a separation. Yeah. It's yeah. constant, like the whole, there are more separations than the actual marriage. Sure. And it's like it gives you insecurities. Like you're not sure any little thing you say or do, the person is gonna leave. You know, it's funny you say that. I spoke to my wife. Um, obviously, we we caught it for a while, and again, I won't go into too much detail. It's a separate topic and also an off-the-record topic. <laughs> but at some point, I admitted to her that you know I've thought about it, and I realized maybe maybe that's caused me some trauma. Because I realized I have that exact thing you just talked just talked about, yeah. and I realized I think that's where it came from. Because if we have a disagreement, no, automatically my mind is like okay, it's ending. Pack up her best and so yeah, yeah. And which obviously your own pride as well. It, sometimes you don't want to be the one that's being broken up with, so you decide to end it yourself. Yes, and I think and I think that's the trauma that I've. Flight, from that flight experience. Thing. Yes, yes. No, that's definitely what. People have asked me like, dude. Um, are you sure you're okay? I mean, you've been through so much. I'm like, well, I think I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm not. I'm not lost it on the highway and shot someone or driven into someone. But funny enough, I mean, it's all well and good. That's a joke. But one day I was like, hold on, the what if I'm not okay? Yeah. I don't know it. What if I snap one day? But what if there's the something going on in there? Which, that, which yeah. leads me to what I'm trying to say, which is that I, I have thought about going for therapy. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Um, just to find out what there is to know. So you've never gone for therapy no, in all of this drama. That's the thing. I just cope. Like I just do. Oh, get it together. I'm not sure if you're coping. I don't know. Maybe I'm not, but I think I'm okay. So far. On autopilot. So far, you guys are safe. I'm not shooting they anyone don't. yet. The day I start, I'll let you know. Look, at the time, at the time, Ooh. I didn't realize, it's only looking back okay. and, and, and telling the story. I myself was like, I myself am now like, wow, that was hectic, man. It but really at the was. time, I was in it and I didn't realize. I remember that I And had, you had to survive. You were always surviving, survival mode, survival mode, survival look, mode. Look, the story plenty, as we say in mm-hmm. the <laughs> Something crucial that I haven't mentioned, in all of this, I had no family structure here. I'm, I'm alone here. I was alone here. My family went to Switzerland, then they left. My dad was sort of a support system. Um, he made it clear to her when we got married, look, this guy does any nonsense. You, get, you call me. And she did a few times. He was there to put me in line. Then he passed on. I expected, and this, this is a part of the story that I didn't want to get into the marriage side of it, and I won't just touch on it. I expected her family to step in and play that role. Okay. That's why I was so disappointed in them. And they didn't. Partly because <clears throat> when we got married, I remember, they told me directly, you're now our son. You're now in this family. Yes. Yes. So in all the beef we married, I tried to reach out to them, and it was like hands off from them. Like you know, everyone just backed off, and not just them as well. Also, as she again, not to get into too much of it, but the funny thing, this whole situation is, you know, when you are accused of being an abuser, and yet you are the one that's constantly trying to get third parties in to look into you guys and help. Yeah. That's not an abuser's behavior. The other person, the one who's claiming the victim was always the one refusing to allow anyone in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let's let's go to let's go to church. Now nah, okay, it was, we attended a Nigerian church of okay. course. Can we talk to the oh, no no they're your people, they're gonna side with you. Oh, okay, okay, let's talk to Pastor Godfrey. Now he's your friend, you'll take your side. Okay, okay. let's talk to your uncle Uncle Sammy. Now Uncle Sammy has his own problems. Oh okay. There was always an excuse to avoid accountability or avoid any third party trying to help that's us you know yeah no i think let's close it i think <laughs> i really wish that one day you will just decide to just call either iCares or something started like started or, or what is it virtually and just just to, just to make sure that you've dealt because i'm sure you've found ways to cope with what has happened but maybe you don't even need to cope like that you do but truly grateful i i consider it god's grace that you still married to your partner because there's a I, I imagine that with your with the experience that you've just relayed there's a lot of if she does this then it triggers us then you want to leave you have no idea what she's dealing with <laughs> you know you're like a ticking bomb, like a ticking bomb. Uh... so i i i it's it's really uh, it's Sure, no, it's it's quite incredible that you're not crazy one and sick not that crazy. <laughs> but secondly, you you still I, th- I think it's the biggest decision to get married. I think that was it's the biggest such a life-changing decision. I really think like with I, so much traumas. I, unfortunately, you only realize how important it is when it goes wrong. When it goes right, look, it's it's like someone said Marriages are like playing crashes. It's the ones that go wrong you hear of. Yeah. So when it goes right, it's, I, I, look, I, it makes yeah. sense because 
it's supposed to go well. Yeah. So we don't make noise we about want, it. It's yeah. cause for alarm. Yeah. And when it goes wrong, that's when you, you take stock and realize this is the most important decision of your life. Yeah. Yeah. You're bringing someone else in and giving, handing your life over to them. Sure. And we haven't even talked about, which we won't obviously not today, we haven't yeah. talked about issues of um, so-called divorce rape on men, alimony and all that stuff. Mm. I'm just saying consequences of marriage. It's a whole other topic out there in the West. One man don't want to get married anymore because y'all are killing us <laughs> financially. <Sorry. laughs> it's a different story. <laughs> no, I'm taking all the punches for all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that I chose to have you on my podcast. So, woo. it's not punches. It's just yeah. a, I'm just tickling you with a feather. It's real. It's real. <laughs> no, it's real. It is so real. Yo, it's, I don't even know what to say. I'm actually, okay, no, I think let's just close it. Yeah. But all in all, life is hard. Life is rough, as Jordan Peterson would say. No, life is rough. Life is rough, and and I and and it's painful that some people don't care. Like they just don't care about you, and that's it. Like you must just be okay, and constantly you find yourself having to fix their lack of care and 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 shield them from looking bad i think that's a like that's hard man that's exhausting and even like i hate that in in your experience the justice system i'm not surprised by the way because we've had um one of the episodes with this one lady and she was uh gang raped she also she's doing LLB for that purpose so that she can stand for the rights of you know so it's so sad that we're also touching on the justice system as one of the biggest failures that are contributing to how this thing is and how it continues you see regarding the justice system and this that my story moves away from it into this topic and look it's I don't have taken time but it's important and I might as well split this into different episodes. Yeah, no, we definitely anyway, split it. <laughs> um, so, one of the things that maybe has come out of this for me, which I'd like to see happen, maybe I'll spearhead it myself sometime during the opportunity, is again about kids. The one time, not long, the one time um, before I magistrate, and I told her that. I was seeking advice on how this whole thing was, in my, in my opinion, not being handled well by yeah. another magistrate. And then we got talking and then she told me, look, you're very well spoken. You you seem, not you seem like, you can represent yourself well. I've seen you do this. Oh, so you, okay. Then I told her, like, well, and that's where, that's what uh, makes me sad about the system. Because you just said, you've seen me represent myself. You say I'm well-spoken, I can represent myself well in court, and so I shouldn't have a problem. And yet, see how much of a hard time oh. I had. Now, can you imagine what Someone a, who can't even articulate themselves. What I told her was, can you imagine what a single mother in a rural area, who baby dad is playing games with, and she, who's to help her? And who speaks well. So, so like, yeah. I don't like the system where um, for maintenance, for example, let's start there. I don't like the system where women, and I say women because it's usually women, it could be a man, but it's more, more often than not it's women, where women have to come to maintenance court to get help. I would like to see a situation where the government goes and looks for these situations. It doesn't have to be, yes, there's still a forum to come for help, 
but there should be a program or a system where the social workers or well, obviously it will be social workers not attorneys or lawyers social workers go out and find those situations yeah. and bring the cases here because there's a woman somewhere out there right now who can't, can't speak come, can't yeah. do anything stuck with three kids in a rural area she's 23 no help doesn't know the nearest family court knows, doesn't know knows you nothing. have to go to a family exactly. court for help who's to help her we should go find those cases and bring them in that's what i'd like to see happen but i think with this conversation you've actually illuminated light into these situations because many times we don't get to hear the struggles that men go through especially in society whatever the reason might be you might have been like the worst douchebag and stuff but at some point you wanted to fight for your daughter and it it didn't play out for you so i'm hoping that this is going to these multiple episodes going <laughs> with the same guests are going to help yeah, sorry guys <laughs> they're going to help us see how bad things are out there and hopefully some men are going to either seek help talking to other people or whatever and also most importantly i'm hoping that some women their bitterness could not prevent the fathers of their children from what it, like i don't even know from being in kids lives from being in their kids lives and i get that in a wholesome way in a wholesome way because take yes. my story for example like yes. i said she never prevented me yes. but, but every opportunity was drama and yeah. Violence. And yeah. It's not good for the child. Yeah. Because sometimes you want to protect yourself, but I think one of the things that that um, one of my other guests, Nay, said, which was quite profound, is that we need to learn to separate the relationship the issues. The yes. issues. You were bad to me as a partner, but you still you are a great father. Maybe yeah. you're a great mother. Oh, I don't care if you're great or not, but if you are a father, yeah. father your child <laughs> by yourself. I'll mother the child by myself. Yeah. Let's not fight about it. We don't even have to talk all the time. Like when you drop the kid, I don't have to yeah. see you yeah. or something. But let's continue to raise these kids because these kids are gonna turn around and hate on us because we've given them so many mummies and daddy issues and stuff, and we forget that they're growing. They're gonna beat us up, these children. <laughs> I'm going to turn against this. But guys, this has been such an incredible conversation. I don't even want to ask Steve Brown to give us his final words because as you can tell, he's like a pastor in South Africa. You ask for the final words. You have to get the rest of the book. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Please look out for that. One day when the Lord uh, permits and he publishes it, I will also make uh, an announcement in in, in thingy, but I can't wait. The song you said this this song. So I'm going to add it here somewhere. Well, no, I'll, I'll give you the track and you can edit it in or something. Yeah, mustn't speak like I'm going to because <laughs> now it now it shows that I'm pre-recording. But anyway, it's fine. We'll figure it out. But yeah, no thanks. Um, You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I don't have any more words to say. I just want to thank you. Appreciate your time. Thanks to your wife for allowing you to come and have a chat with me. Thank you. And yeah, we wish you and Gracie all the best and all your children and stuff and keep fighting. I like the way you say all oh, my children. I need many of them. I like <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right. All right, goodbye everybody thank you for listening bye hello baby hello baby hi you ready to go to school yes all right you ready now thank you okay yes have a good day at school i love you bye bye This one goes out to my little girl, Gracie.
Your daddy loves you so much, baby. And he wrote the song for you. So you'll always remember and never doubt. It really hurts to see my little baby grow up without a mother's love. But only having daddy, but she knows I'm here, my number one fan. If I were Tiger Woods, she would be my only caddy. It must be hard for a little girl to miss her daddy and be around a mother whose heart couldn't be harder. So I'll give her all my time, making sure she's always fine. Cause that's what you do when you're a loving father. And she's my everything, and the creator knew this. That's why he made a face, a carbon copy of her daddy's. When I look at her, I see my only goal in life to love and protect and give to her a great life. And there ain't nothing that I wouldn't do to give my little baby everything a father can and more. I'm doing everything I can to give her everything I have. Make her know that daddy loves her more than daddy loves daddy. Happy just to say it makes my face glow You everything I ever wanted in a little girl You've got them beautiful eyes and you're my little pearl Your cute smile baby shines from a long mile It first illuminates and then eliminates Any problems that your daddy could ever have You've been the solution to premonition Problem demolition All I'm trying to say is that I'm very proud You call me dad as long as I leave I swear I'll be the best daddy There's something else that I need you to know You'll always be my little girl no matter how much you grow And if I'm mad at you I promise to never let it show Just know you'll be forgiven because your daddy said so A father's love is like the very air you breathe So when you're feeling down all you gotta do is breathe Breathe in, breathe out, just breathe Cause with your daddy's love you'll know life's a breeze So baby better know that he'll always be there that's exactly why he didn't shed a tear No baby, no, no, you shouldn't let him tears drop Your daddy wrote the song so he'll make your tears stop Daddy wouldn't watch you cry, he'll keep your eyes dry Instead of see you hurt, I know I'd rather die Cause you're a diamond in my sky You're looking so fly, you're flying so high Baby, you ain't even trying 